Welcome everybody, Nerdicons. We're back again, episode 25. We've hit the well, we've we've passed the half half of a year mark. I mean, but we had so many start and stops. We've been doing this for over almost a year now. We're back this week. Uh, this is our first episode this week. We'll have a second episode coming out Wednesday where we review Transformers from 1986 with some friends of the podcast. We'll leave that surprise for you. But with me, as always, this week is my partner in crime, the good brother himself, Carl. Say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, letting us hear here. Hope we're uh, keeping you entertained or at least distracted from boredom. Yeah, it's getting. I shared a picture earlier tonight with Carl from Florida where they were they reopened the beaches in Florida. And people, Florida's going to kill themselves. So it's it is what it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's like honestly, when you hear about stuff that comes out of Florida, I mean, that's probably like the least craziest thing I've ever. Heard. Yeah, are you really surprised? We we need to get Seth on the on the podcast to confirm all this Florida Florida stuff. So <laughs> uh, we we do have a fan cast to do with Seth. So you know, we got to get that out there. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta try to lock in a date with him, get him but, on, have some fun. But we are back. We are back this week. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm pretty shocked. We, we don't have to go into any of our backups, backup movie casts, fan casts, and um, movie conversations this week because there's plenty of news for us to talk about, and we're gonna start with. By how was your week, Carl? My week, my week was pretty good. I can't complain. Um, can't think of anything noteworthy that I watched. Oh yes, I did. I watched the um, I watched The Outsider on HBO. Um, HBO, which was really good. It's a very slow burn, but it's good. Yeah. Um, what else? I think that's really like anything that really struck me that was like really good it was creepy i liked it um i got off of amazon i ordered the mcfarland bat raptor oh. it was, yeah it was discounted and they discounted it again so i got it for like 20 bucks the, the night I ordered it, like I ordered it in the morning and it got there before 10 p.m. Wow. Yeah. So, but in all honesty, it's a, uh, it's actually they, but they put a little love into that thing. Did they? I wish they yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of cool little details and there's like dry brushing details on the bottom and like little nicks and stuff like dry brushing they did like there's some love into that and i just you know wish they put that much effort and love into their figures because they look horrible <laughs> they did this bat raptor but um i got it because I, I toy photography and i'm gonna get the mefex hush batman um i put the mefex spider-man in there just to see how it because the mefex are like yeah. actually like true one uh 12 scale like true six inch um figures and 
I know Batman's probably a little bit bigger than Spider-Man, so it'll probably fit perfectly, but I right. tested it out to see how they fit, and, you know, you can get his head below the windshield, and he still look, can look up, you know, instead of the McFarlane figure, putting the Mc, seven-inch McFarlane figure in there, and it makes it look like he's dry-humping the steering wheel. That's um, no, that, that, that's something they do in Florida, I believe. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, it wasn't surprised <laughs> me. Um... But, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting the Hush Batman and using that, that Bat-Raptor, but uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Now, are you are you interested in the Keaton Mayfax that's coming? Is it Mayfax? No, it's the Figure Arts that's doing Keaton. No, because okay. their face scan looks oh, – the pictures they showed? Yeah. The, like, I thought, I was, like, it was blurred out, like, because maybe they didn't have the rights to show as – Keaton's face. Right. But no, it's just, it looks horrible, the face and everything. I'm interested in seeing more what uh, Mezco's is going to be. Right. So I believe they're putting out an 89 Batman. I think they're also teasing a, uh, I think, what is it, 78 Superman? Christopher Reeve Superman. Oh, are they? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I know how much you like those, so you, that might be first couple mezcos which are uh, hot toys i'll have to look at them but uh there's a certain point where the the cloth and the and the the stuff doesn't work it looks too I'll, dollish to me i know what you're saying yeah their older ones look more dollish but their newer ones like the Netflix Daredevil and Punisher, some of their soft goods, like, look really good. Um, so, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing what the 89 from Mezco and Christopher Reeves Mezco looks like when they actually show pictures of it, but they teased it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I, that was, that was a fun little, little get, little grab. Oh, I got something else. So, I found a vulture. A vulture? I found, yeah, I found the Marvel Legends vulture. Oh. Um, yeah, I went to Walmart. I was looking for the uh, Black Widow exclusive. Of course, in New Jersey, we still don't have it. Um, but there was a random vulture hanging on the pegs, and I was like, I will take you. I saw Um, – I had a trip to Walmart today for some supplies that we needed. And I, I, I ventured down the toilet. I didn't expect much. But I did see the Gamerverse cap. Oh, yeah. I did think it's weird. If yeah. They have, like, all the Gamerverse Spider-Man and, like, a couple old, like, the Fantastic Four Wave, and there's a random Gamerverse cap. Right. I like to call them uh, Riot Gear cap. Dude, it, <laughs> that is a bulky figure. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it looks like I think it looks terrible. And then it's not Hasbro's fault. I think it's the gamers' design, the uh, company that designed yeah. the game's fault. And I think that's why they were quick to when people were like, "Ew, what the hell?" They're like, "Oh, there's gonna be the other skins, and you can choose your costumes." Yeah. Because they realized that that cap costume hideous. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, in that game, can you play as Cap, or do you play as 
Ms. Marvel the whole time. No, I think you get to no, you get to play as each character. Okay. Like, I think it changes as the story progresses, but I know like Kamala Khan's gonna be a from what I've read. Ms. Kamala Khan's gonna be a major focus. Yeah, it's not. It's not gonna go over well. I'm sorry. I I have no issue with it, but there's a lot of people who aren't gonna like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Kamala Khan. She's different, but I don't. I don't. Oh, I'm, I I have no issue with this. I just say I'm just saying, prepare yourselves. The butt hurt man babies are coming, and they're gonna be out in full force come September when that game comes out. I know it just look like you know racists really. <laughs> what you, know, you can't play for a you can't play as a Pakistani girl from New teenager from New Jersey for a little bit. Like get over yourself. Well, she's got cool powers. <laughs> but back to your week. I mean, Mike McDaniel wants the game, so he 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 got some money for Easter, and he's like, "Can we go? Can we go spend? Can I? What can I spend this on?" I was like, "Well, why don't you buy the Avengers game that's coming out?" And excuse me, because he's been playing the Spider-Man game. Wow, such in the a great same game. company, and he's like seventy-seven percent through it. And he's like, "I love this game so much." I was like, "You know, there's an Avengers one coming out." He's like, "What?" So he's going to take that 30 bucks. I heard the DLCs on... Uh, I didn't get to play any of the DLCs for the Spider-Man game. I heard the DLCs are uh, pretty damn good, too. Well, I bought like, the season pass, so I got okay. it all. Because I, I hate unlocking stuff. Okay. Because then you're sitting there trying to unlock the last thing. It's like you need this one thing, but you can't find it. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been going through it unlocking everything. So. Nice. It is such a great game. Yeah, he loves it. Um, his brother gets mad at him, so. <laughs> Cause Why? Because he can't play, uh, and they want to play two-player games, and uh, so. He he's more ex- the the younger ones more excited for Avengers because he gets to play as Hulk. Oh uh, yeah. And he absolutely loves the Incredible Hulk, so. Yeah, and he'll get to play as a Hulk. I think yeah. the basis of the story is. The Avengers get beat and they disassemble and then I don't know, I guess have to reassemble I guess. Yeah, something like that. Kamala Khan tries to reassemble them. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm probably going to buy the, the season pass for him so he can have all the skins. Nice. So he doesn't have... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll download them on my profile and then make him play his profile to unlock them all. Yeah, um, they, they put out... <laughs> <laughs> they put I'm out, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm not wrong with that. Yeah, because they put out some actual gameplay footage, and they go from Iron Man to Thor to Hulk. Okay. And it looks cool. I'm just hoping they do free play as Hulk, so they, that'll satisfy them. I think so. Because that's the thing with a Spider-Man game is you can do free play and finish the mission as you choose. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to speak before I know. I don't know. Yeah. But from the gameplay, it looks like the same type of um, server I'm looking for. Engine? Engine, yeah. Like, it looks like it's... When you're fighting, you're not limited. You're not button mashing. Okay. Like, do some cool stuff, especially as Thor, like, throwing the hammer. 
and it coming back to you and Hulk uh, hitting cars and they're going flying and it looks cool. That's cool. Uh, so uh, first rabbit trail we've gone down. Finish, finish tell us about your week, Carl. Uh, that's about really it. Uh, I finished my half of week of work and then I don't go back till Wednesday. <laughs> and then after an eight-hour shift, I don't go back again till the following Wednesday or Tuesday. So no Wednesday. Living that quarantine life. Yeah, I'm not complaining. They they said they're paying me not to be there, so you know I consider myself blessed. Some people aren't so lucky. Yeah. But that's really about it. I mean, um, yeah, I got that bat raptor, and I was pretty, I was like, I was so negative on the McFarlane DC figures. I'm like, me. I got that, and I was like, oh, I really like this thing. They did a really great job. I mean, I'm hoping some of the second, third, you know, well, we've already seen the first few waves. But maybe after a year of having the license, maybe maybe they'll get better. I don't know. I just, I saw just pictures. so much Batman. Well, it's not stopping there because they already got the uh, the first Arkham Asylum game figures coming out. Yeah, and I saw that too. That Batman looks horrible. The Batman looks horrible. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, they need to. Do, McFarlane needs to hit these waves like Marvel Legends does. Give me a Doctor Fate in a wave or something. Come on. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Joker looks okay, but that Batman—I don't know. There's something about like he, and a lot of those toys for that that first Arkham game, that Batman. I don't know. If it's just because there's too much white of his eyes. Like you see too much of his eyes. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like it just looks like he looks like a deer in headlights, or like someone like you know. Well, I mean the thing with the Arkham games—I don't remember when the last one was released, but we got DC collectible figures for that. Mm. We got. Um, we're getting hot toys for that, and now we're getting McFarlane figures for that. It's like, like, come on, guys! Like, you've got more than your Arkham Asylum games, and you've got more than, you know, I'm waiting for them to start releasing Injustice stuff. Oh man, Injustice stuff. I'm sorry, I don't like any of the designs for Injustice. I think no. the only one that looks kind of cool is Flash. But the rest of them, ugh. I'll, I'll be honest. I played through the first game. It wasn't that spectacular. But the thing I liked the most was in the second game, I, I, I bought the second game, and I waited till it was like the game of the year edition or something like that after it was like 20 bucks. And it had the Ninja Turtles in it, and that's what I played. <laughs> I oh, used them all the time. Cool. I mean, that's cool. I just don't care for like the super... Why is Superman wearing armor? Yeah. Uh, Everybody's Batman. wearing armor. Yeah. I, I just hate it. I, don't, I hate the designs and the, all the costumes in that game. Yeah. You know, if people like it, that's cool. You're allowed to like it. There's an ass for every seat. So, but me personally, I'm like, Bleh. I think well, the only I, one I, I, I think looks I, cool is Flash. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the, once they've tapped out the Arkham wave, which I can't imagine they have. Surprised they haven't yet, but 
I think that's what they're going to start tapping into. And we're like, this game is like 10 years old. Stop. Yeah. I, and you know what? Try something different, man. Like, why are you going back to a 10 year old game? We don't need that figure. Like you said, we got lots of that figure. Like yeah. Different companies. Um, why not try make a, a, I mean, they did with the, uh, essentials line, what, make a, a new 52 Batman. Yeah. But, why not make a, like, how his new costume is with the gold trim around the back? Like, try something new, like, brand new. Well, they're going to, uh, I mean, I, I if they go animated, they're going to hit the, um, it's going to be the, the Dinny, the, the Bruce, Di- the Bruce, Bruce Tim, Tim, Paul Dinny stuff that they're going to release. And those, well, we I'm got sorry. The, Bat- the Batman. You got a Batman, you got a Superman, you got a John Stewart Green Lantern. And they all look like they have footballs. Their bodies look like the shape of football. Yeah. I mean, you've got, like, give me something from, you know, the old superpowers cartoon or the super friends. Give me some of those. I, 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 I'm just not, I'm not feeling DC right now, but. Well, I'm definitely not feeling the, um, McFarland DC yeah but let, uh, let's finish up your week <laughs> no that's it that's it that's really about my that's everything I, maybe i forgot about something i don't know i don't remember but um yeah that's about it how about you how, how was your week did you watch anything good what did you do i didn't watch i really didn't watch anything um mainly just my kids have been watching like old Nickelodeon reruns and stuff. Like um, newer stuff for them or reruns? Well, like it's new to them. Stuff. It's post like they were, were watching the show Ricky, Nicky, Dicky, and Dawn, 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 which had um can't remember he was in uh, Umbrella Academy. He played the younger brother that went through time and then came back. Okay, I that. that actor was in it when he was a child. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, this is weird." He still looks like a child. Yeah, he does. But this was like when he was like literally he do, he hadn't changed much. Um, there was actually some, there's been actually some pretty funny parts of it. Um, they've. They've watched this show called The Thundermans, which is about this superhero family that tries to hide that they're a superhero family. They move out to the suburbs. I just haven't – I get through my day with them, and I'm like, I am – I'm done. I can't do anything else today, and I, I'll play some of the show 20, and then I'll go to bed. Um, so I've been playing that. Um I did listen, get to listen to a couple podcasts this week. One of my favorite podcasts is back after about a five-year hiatus, I think. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, well, they took a five-year hiatus because they could like it, it's it's by two wrestlers, and and when they signed with WWE, they shut their podcast down, and they got fired by WWE this week, <laughs> and so. A couple weeks ago, they started their podcast back up with like a lot of edits and stuff because they used to. I mean, it, this was 
make your make a sailor blush language and stuff. But they they and the WWE doesn't like that. Um, so they shut it down and they they started working their WWE schedule. And now they're back, but it's called Talking Shop, and it you know you don't even have to know much. It's it's just like three guys, three wrestlers, two of whom have been tag team partners for well over a decade, and they just tell stories about how they mess with, mess with their. Um, it's where I get the name Good Brother when I call you a Good Brother. I get oh, it from okay. them. Um, and, and they call each other, like one of them's the famous hoot, one of them's the big hoot, and one of them's the sleepy hoot. They call people hoots. And, you know, they they call themselves hashtag the worst podcast ever. Um, but they're back now, and they've got three or four. And, and their, their episodes are short, like 20 to 30 minutes. And they just get in there. They shoot the breeze. You know, you, you constantly hear cans opening and cracking. Uh, and so oh, okay, gotcha. it's, like it's a shop, fun. They talk, they talk shop like they, yeah. they just have conversations about work. It's kind of like going to a barbecue and all your like all your friends are cops and all they do talk about being cops. Well, no, they talk about messing with like their fellow wrestlers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. they were talking about the one story on the one today. They were talking about Finn Balor, who is the guy that wears the paint and all that stuff. And when they were in New Japan, he was like when they were in Japan, wrestlers not in the main event would set up the ring is what I was gathering from the story or the people setting up the ring. And the wrestlers, before they started setting out chairs in the arenas, they would work out with weights. And so he was apparently doing these cleaning jerks and making these little noises like when he was doing his cleaning jerks. And so they were doing like bicep curls and they were making, they were doing, and he goes, they said, he looked over at us and he just goes, would you two shut the up? And then they go, then he started, he started working out again. And he's like, Oh, you're doing me. And it was just like a funny story. I didn't tell it half as good as they did, but, um, it's a hilarious, you know, Finn Balor's real name is Fergal. And so they called him Fergie all the time. And, you know, they just, you know, talk about what the, the one I was listening to before I started, they got in touch. It was a tiger. They sat there for 20 minutes, fit 10 minutes talking Tiger King. And in the middle of the podcast, they found out that they knew the wrestling promoter that worked with Joe Exotic. And so they called him up on the air and started talking to him. That's kind of funny. Yeah. So it's, it, I'm just glad it's back. It's, it's, you know, these short 20, 30 minute episodes. And what else have you been listening to? You said you started listening to some couple podcasts again. Uh, I mean, some of the usuals I listen to on a weekly basis. Uh, I got into, tri- I mean, I, obviously I've been listening to the six scale scavengers. The last, scavengers assemble they released which is the last one ever was five hours long so trying to work my way through that one (laughs) that's a a long long episode for five i didn't know that was going to be their last what like actual podcast they've gone to their own feed now oh okay like they're off off the regular feed and i've been yeah um 
I guess I'm going to have to look for them again. You know, just normal, like, I'll listen to, like, what do we, I, I, I can't remember. I'm trying to look through my podcast feed to see what I've been listening to. Uh, I did find a Tiger King podcast that I have yet to start, but I'm going to start. And, and you know, I've been listening to Frank Caliendo. He's been having a lot of comedians on. I've He just released a episode they recorded before going into quarantine with, with John Lovett. So that should be fun to listen to. And, you know, Sports Criminals, they did a um, – they did an episode on the – Chris Benoit murders, and that was an interesting listen to listen to somebody outside of the wrestling business talk about it. Because most of the people that you know dissect and look at this are inside of it. Yeah. So that was an interesting listen. But that's about it. I mean, I, I haven't watched anything. That's for sure. I know. I definitely haven't bought anything. I did sell some stuff, so. Made, made more money off of them than I off the stuff than I thought I would. Uh, I tell you what, these these Funko Pop collectors, they will pay you an arm and a leg for some of these Funko Pops, and I'm like, I I respect them, but there's no way I'm gonna pay fifty plus dollars for one of those things. But more power to you if you are. That's your money. Spend it how you like. Like I said, there you go. There's an answer for every seat. People like people like uh, you like what you like. I'm gonna say I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on I'm not gonna hate on anybody that like likes a certain thing or thinks a certain thing's cool. Cool, that's your thing. Oh, not my oh thing. I did start watching um Transformer Cyberverse. Oh okay. And it's it's the the. the it's seriously, it's 10 minute episodes yeah. and, and the designs meld up with, you, you can recognize them from G1 and stuff like that. And it's been, it's, I give it a solid B. I mean, it's been fun. I mean, the, the, the premise of it is, uh, Bumblebee has lost his memory and obviously he can't talk anymore and he's been communicating through, you know, however means he's and the Decepticons and both the Decepticons and Bumblebee and uh oh, what's oh can't remember the name of the other Autobot and I've watched so many episodes of it. Oh, it's a female Autobot that's taken RC. No, it's not RC. It's a new one that they introduced in the last um in those. Uh, in that lat- robots in the skies that they've oh, what's her name Windblade Windblade was she in Combiner Wars yes she was in Combiner Wars she's the city speaker and they mention that in this so okay. I'm guessing this is stuff before that no I it I don't know but they're trying to find the Ark full of Autobots before the Decepticons in this season it's like I don't know how many episodes it's like 15 episodes in it's it's 18 episodes of basically about 10 minutes each. So it's a really easy watch, 
and stuff and you get to see some stuff from like they they go into they're basically trying to piece back together Bumblebee's memory and so you get to see like Wheeljack and Cliff Jumper and Blur and Hot Rod and all these other Transformers. Grimlock Grimlock sounds like an old British man and uh, so, I recommend for Transformers fans. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch some Transformers with your kids, you may. I mean, that's the thing though, too, is a lot of Transformers fans are like, if it's not G1, I don't want to watch it. And I'm like, well, but it, it's got a lot of G1. It, it, it feels like a. Really it's got a lot of G1 nods, and I don't knock those people that like to watch just G1. I understand. I'm like that. Well, I'm not like that. I can't really say I, I'm like that with GI Joe. If it's not what I watched as a kid, I'm not watching GI Joe. You know, well, I, I watched the movies; they were awful. Have you ever seen um, GI Joe Resolute? No, I, I I think I watched a couple episodes and I was just like, I don't want to watch this. It's, uh, well, it was only like five minute episodes. I think that's where they got the idea from for Transformers. Right. Um, it's actually really good. It's not for kids. It's not. It's actually, yeah, I know that. Yeah. It's actually really good. And it feels like it's it's not the Sigma 6. Right. That might be what I want because I didn't like that. Yeah. No, Sigma 6 kind of looks like kitty anime. Like. Yeah. And it's like full half hour episodes. This is like they're only like a couple minute long episodes. I mean, I think the whole series might be right. 20 minutes long, but the animation is, like, ridiculously good. Okay. Like, it's probably has the best Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes fight ever. Yeah. But, you know, I, that's my, you know, the old G.I. Joe. Yeah, All that fun stuff. And, excuse me, I just... I mean, I was going to say Thundercats where I like my originals, but I did like the 2011 one. So, you know, I didn't think that was terrible. G.I. Joe, like, it's like, it's kind of like Transformers going into G2, where G.I. Joe, it's like, once you get, got to like Cobra, la, 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 you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Once they started putting Sergeant Slaughter in it too much, you're like, eh, I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. I remember all the mail-off figures you had to get with G.I. Joe, the Duke, the Sergeant Slaughter, and the William, the Refrigerator Perry. I had all those. I did, too. I even had some of the Cobra, la, 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 la. Oh, I had that that three-pack. I remember that three-pack for Christmas. Yeah, it had... It had Nemesis Enforcer, Globulus, and then the other one. I can't remember. No, Serpentor wasn't it. You had to mail off for Serpentor. Uh, I had Serpentor. I did too. You had to mail off for him. The only thing is, I remember it made me upset. Is I, I like Nemesis Enforcer. Yeah. I lost his wings. Yeah. Like, the second day I had him. I also had, I also had the, the, the three-pack with Sergeant Slaughter's Marauders. Was that what they were called? Slaughtered Marauders or something? Yeah, something like that. They were in the movie. I got that three-pack, too. I got those both the same Christmas. Yeah, and uh, Slaughter had the blue... 
hidden camo with the blue in it, if I remember. Yeah. But my favorites were always the Dreadnoughts. Yeah, I like the Dreadnoughts. What was it? Torch, Buzzsaw, and Ripper? Yeah, because they, they, they were funny. They had the Australian accents. Yeah. Yeah, had Zartan, and then Zartan's daughter. No, it was a sister. Sister. Oh, well, I'm yeah. seeing the comics. Yeah. I can't remember what his uh, brother's name was. G.I. Joe had some great characters. Oh, yeah, they definitely did. I always hated the twins. Tomax and Zaymont? Yeah, I hated them. You know what you should do? Tell your girlfriend when you guys get married, if you have twins, twin boys, you're naming them Tomax and Zaymont. See what she says. She's like, no, the hell we're not. <laughs> she won't know. She won't know what that is. <laughs> I had a friend who said he was going to do that. He never did that. Oh, that would be funny if he did. Uh, yeah. Somebody out there in the world probably has. Oh, I'm sure there's a Zaymont running around, and he's like, why the f- is my name start with an X? Or, the, or you know what? They He made it their middle name. <laughs> you know, I mean, Tomax and Zaymont. So it's like uh, Michael Zaymont. <laughs> like, I, that's kind of what I'm hoping for from this G.I. Joe line is some a good major blood. That was the one G.I. Joe figure I never had. Was a major uh, I blood. I never had major blood either. Maybe I had Doctor Mindbender, but I never yeah, had I major had blood. I had all the ninjas. Oh yeah, dude. Well, I, I think mean, the originals was just Snake Eyes, and this is before they even said Snake Eyes was a ninja. It was Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and then we got to like the late '80s, like in the early '90s. And they did, like, the Ninja War stuff. It got kind of out of hand. Well, the original cartoons, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, I don't even think had a connection. Like, Snake no. Eyes was just a commando. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know they had a connection. A lot of the, like, lore and, like, story, backstory and, like, G.I. Joe, like, history, like, story. Yeah. Came from the comic. I think, I wonder if that's on the Marvel Unlimited app. I might need to look that up. Yeah, because there's some cool stuff, especially like. Yeah. Um, well, it was one of the first comics that had like the a silent itch, uh, basically a silent issue, because it focused completely on s- Snake Eyes. Yeah. And so it was completely silent. Um. Or it had no favorite, dialogue. My favorite Snake Eyes issues of the comic were a little after. Storm Shadow became good because I, I used to love that figure with the white with the the they look like kind of like weird camo yeah like the, the like check mark kind of camo like I loved that Storm Shadow um it's it was that Storm Shadow just when he became just when he became good he sent Sneak Eyes on a mission um to because his brother Sneak Eyes' brother-in-law who was like his only um, living family left because right. his sister and mom and dad died um, to save him behind Emily and, like enemy lines, and it's like a couple of issue run, and it's like fantastic. Oh, I I have a Snake Eyes and Storm I have Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow bus. Oh, in my you? Yeah, from oh, when yeah. back in the late '90s, early 2000s, when they oh, were wow. when that comic when, when they tried to revitalize it with the comic, I think I think. Uh, 
was Dreamwave. Maybe maybe IDW. I don't remember. Well, I know IDW has it now. Or it might have been Dreamwave at the time. I don't I don't know. But they were try. It was back when the Transformers that that Transformers series came back. Mm. I think it was in. 2000, 99, 2000. It was always Marvel, and then I don't know who had it, and then when IDW did it, um, they came back with a more, then it was like, reviews, or I forget, because I read some of it, but it was more, it was a change of something. It was yeah. supposed to be more realistic, like people die. One mashup, actually, to bridge the gap, um, I thought was amazing. The art was beautiful. Was a GI Joe vs. Transformers that took place during World War Two. Yes, uh, I remember that. Yeah, Jay Lee drew it. Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful couple of comics. Yeah. I always wanted the poster of that because it's like awesome poster. You never find it. But yeah, that was like, uh, honestly, if anybody's listening, if you want to read a cool Transformers and G.I. Joe comic, try to find that. <laughs> Probably it's somewhere awesome. on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know if IDW is real good at, I don't, I've never seen, I, like, you know what comic, You know what comic I need to find that DC did? Was yeah. Thundercats versus He-Man. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, they did a Thundercats versus He-Man. They also did. They also did a Masters of the Universe versus the Justice League, where Super uh, He Man kills Superman in the first issue. What? Ma- sort of powers magic. Oh yeah. He Man comes that. through the portal, and Superman's jumping towards the portal, and the sword stabs Superman through the heart. Because yeah, I remember it was like the early two thousands company was going to bring back all those 80 cartoons, 80s cartoons into comic books. Yeah, that's that I think it was I think it was Dreamwave that they brought back and it was very successful. They brought back a Transformers wave and it was one of the first comics to start using computers and stuff to help, you know, draw. Yeah. And it was basically like the backstory was the Autobots were leaving for Cybertron because they got the this, this, the ship rebuilt, and then the ship exploded, and the Autobots had lost their memories and they were being used by some Earth guy as weapons, and he was selling Autobots. It was pretty cool. I have to look into that because I don't. It might have been like during the time I wasn't paying attention to stuff. Well, Dreamwave's out of business, so... Well, yeah, yeah. Good luck finding those comics. Yeah, oh, man. That even makes you want to go on a hunt to see if you can find them. But, yeah, because I remember they were doing doing the He-Man, and it was very, like, you know, classic but modern He-Man. Like, you know, I didn't have the Dutch boy haircut. You had, like, a Justin Bieber haircut going. Um, Yeah, they're bringing back, like, a mask. Thundercat comics. Yeah, it's probably Dreamwave because I don't remember actually ever seeing. It. Well, I read about this when we used to have that magazine called Wizard. Yeah. 
Which I feel like we need like a magazine like that again, but or at least some like online something that actually talks about that stuff instead of like comic book resources and stuff that peddle in rumors and news. Yeah, like I want like <laughs> some actual articles and interviews and like that's what I, I wish there was something tangible out like that again. Yeah. I don't know if the comic marketplace survives this thing, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, we've gone off on a huge rabbit trail. Yeah. So we're going to get to the meat of our episode now, uh, since my week has been very uneventful. Um, big news. <laughs> big news came Friday afternoon that. And it was pretty expected that San Diego Comic-Con for the first time in 51 years is canceled. Um, It just, yeah, you're not going to fit that many people in that kind of space in July. It's not, it's no way, shape. I mean, if it was Florida, it would probably still happen. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm back. I'm bashing Florida today. Um, But. San Diego Comic-Con has been canceled. First time in 51 years. There will be no Hall H presentations from anyone. There will be no reveals. There will be nothing. Carl, how do you feel about this? Um, not being able to physically attend doesn't have any effect on me because right now in life, I can't physically attend, afford to physically attend anyway. But it's kind of sad. I like to see some of the, like, especially when you have, like, hot toys and sideshow showing you the new stuff that's coming out. Like, I get excited for that stuff. Some panels, I don't really get excited for too many panels. Right. Um, but the thing is, they live stream them anyway. Well, so I mean, the Marvel like panel was fun. The Marvel panel was fun last year because they announced all these all this stuff and they they dropped the bomb that Marshala Ali was, was going to play Blade at yeah. the end of it. And, I mean, that was fun, but... That, that was a good panel. That was a good panel. I mean, I think a lot of people want, are, are asking that, you know, maybe Marvel does this something with Disney+, Plus, but I don't think Disney+, Plus has live streaming capabilities. Um, I know Netflix doesn't, so, but I don't think you can live stream anything on, on Disney+. Plus. I could be wrong, but they do have... I mean, they do have ABC under their thumb. I'm pretty sure we get some pretty decent ratings. Even if it was just Kevin Feige from his basement talking about, hey, we're going to release this movie and he with this person in it. And this is – here's a Eternals teaser. Here's, you know, a final trailer or, you know, a new trailer for Black Widow because we have to rehype this up because the release got pushed well, back. My question is why does it have to be live? Why don't they just – surprise us and drop something on the Disney Plus. Well, yeah, I mean, you could film, you could film, like, I guess, like, you know, you know, Taika did a, did an Instagram live with, with people talking about the new Thor movie. And so I I guess you could do something similar with Feige where they just like record a Skype call, like, you know, like we're doing now or, a zoom call or something. And they just talk well, about like, however they've been doing late night talk shows lately. Well, yeah. Well, like I hate to bring it up as an example, but look at the la- the recent new episode of tiger King. That was, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody watched it. So. They did. 
still trending number one on Netflix. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, they could do something like that. The thing I worry about, I, I would think, is, like, people going, like, you know, Trolls 2 released on video on demand, and it made $50 million first weekend. That's hmm. $20 a pop, so you can pretty easily figure out how many people bought that. And that's not, that's a pretty good number. I don't know if it does that in the movie theaters. Um, yeah, I mean, just think about it too, is like being home, stuck at home, and I'm sure you being a dad, experience it like, you want to keep the kids quiet and occupy something so they don't drive you bananas. So you buy trolls too. So you well, know. well, I mean, it's like I was saying, I think I said this on one of our episodes Sorry, my dryer just started up running. If if that comes over the air, <laughs> I can hear it a little bit. Oh, I can I can get my mic closer. But um, yeah, I mean it's like I have a family of five. I would have taken my whole family to see that Trolls movie. Oh, that would be like a couple hundred dollar day. It would have been. It, I mean, granted, I have the gift cards I need to use, which hopefully oh, okay. AMC doesn't go out of business. But. Yeah, fingers crossed. But it, you know, you're telling me I can spend twenty. If I if I would have paid that much money to go see that movie, I'd been pretty upset because I'm I'm like, yo, I could have spent some of this money on Wonder Woman or Black Widow and spread it out a little more. Yeah. But I paid twenty bucks, which I had an iTunes gift card for, and I was like, okay, cool, I'm all right with this, and we watched. My wife and my kids watched it twice. I watched. I didn't watch it the second time. I was, you know, doing other things. Yeah. But I kept them occupied. Yeah, and it's like okay. I I I I'm wondering. See, I wonder if somebody says, you know, and I don't know if San Diego Comic Con is different, where it's like, you know, somebody like a Disney or a Warner Brothers says, hey, you know, Disney did this presentation, this special. And released it, and and it was pretty cool. Why do we need to go to San Diego Comic Con anymore? Why why do we need to do this? You know that that's what's that's what I'm wondering is going to happen is is this after this people are going to be like let's reevaluate what we're putting out there and how we do things. Well, I mean, last year DC didn't even go. Well, they had nothing to talk about. Yeah, but I'm saying they still didn't even go. We still hear news. Yeah. So really, right there. I mean, besides like maybe hyping some fans up like that are in attendance. Like other than that, like they didn't really need to go. I mean, they were there. Like comic, like publishing side was there, but like movie side didn't even show up. Yeah, and and you know, you know, a lot of the toy companies like. Are like, well, we got New York Toy Fair, which I think is, you know, that's like a trade show, basically. They 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 let people into basically a trade show, is what is going on. And I just wonder if if this hurts the the Comic Con industry, because it's one of those things I've never understood. Paying twenty dollars, then an extra twenty-five dollar or an extra twenty-five dollars to take a picture with somebody for five minutes and have them sign something. I don't get that. Mm, 
You know, I don't under. I mean, that's not my thing. I'm like, I don't. Can't, why you want to wait in a line? I don't know. I could say it again, and if I say it again, it might have to be the name of the episode. Is there's an ass for every seat? There is an ass for every seat, but <laughs> like, you know what I mean? most of these asses for these seats are not my ass. Why? I don't know. I, I guess I'm guess I'm a negative. I you know I enjoy going like when I go to the Comic Con local Comic Con here, it's to shop. Yeah. I I I've never been a big I cosplay guy. I hate that word cosplay. You're you're wearing a costume. Just say you're wearing a costume that you made. I've never been big into that. I don't need to pay twenty dollars to take a picture with some piece of wood that you painted to look like something else mm. I don't I no that's a rip that to me that's a rip off of, that that's a poor way to spend your money yeah, and I, mean, I, I don't have to and it's like so. you know sorry you know I, a lot of these these guests will you'll walk around and see them and it's like oh I saw that guy I don't need to pay money to go take a picture with this person um, fine if you do that's just not me. I'm not going to sit there and wait in line to spend almost a hundred bucks to take a picture and have something signed by somebody. Um, that's just, I, I I I don't get it, and I I don't think anybody will ever help me understand that. I hate waiting in lines, which yeah. when I actually go to Disney World, it's going to be an extremely magical experience for me because it's nothing but waiting lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I go there to shop and it's like, if they don't have what I want, I'm like, okay, I spent 10 bucks. Do this again next year. Cause ours are very affordable. It's cheap. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't have many opportunities to go to a comic con, a comic book convention. And when they do, people just slap like, Oh, it's a comic con. Like there's one I actually went to in my old town. Like, Oh, it's a comic con. And I go there and I'm like, how is this going to be a convention? And I walk in, and it's like a place that sells plants and stuff. And they have a barn, and there's people set up in the barn. And it's, yeah. And it's not really a Comic-Con. It's just, you know, a bunch of people, you know, making felt superheroes and superhero coasters. Cup coasters. Yeah, they're selling their homemade shit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not Which a Comic-Con. Which is fine, but I don't need to pay 10 bucks to come buy your shit. Yeah, I'm paying I, ten bucks to go to, and it's probably because we have, and I do it because we have shitty comic book stores here. They don't buy anything. They don't sell stuff I want to buy. They sell a bunch of Marvel Legends and. See, I, I miss all the little cons like the conventions I used to go to when I was younger, where it was like at a VFW or. Uh, like a shit motels convention, little tiny banquet room. You know what I mean? And I was there for comics. And what did they have? Comics. Well, and they had some toys, but it was comics. And you had maybe one person like signing stuff. And I think the, the thing with San Diego Comic Con though is it's like a trade show. You know, Hot Toys will show up. Here's our new products we want to release this year. Sideshow will show up. Here's our Super Seven. Here's our new stuff we're coming out with this year. Um, you can buy some of our old stuff here too. See, look here, buy this stuff. Um, you know, DC's like, oh, 
you know, let's have a panel on some of our artist initiatives this year, some some of the storylines. To me, that's a convention. That's what a convention is. These things that we're talking about are like flea markets, are like little garage sales. You know, hey, I've got these vendors who I know this comic comic book shop in Charlotte, I know this comic book shop in Charlottesville, I know this comic book shop in Lexington, Virginia, and they're all going to bring their stuff down here for you to buy. I don't know if that's a convention really. You know? Uh, it's what the conventions used to be. That's what they right. used to be. Like I don't know. I guess I guess San Diego Comic Con is more of an entertainment trade show now. It's like, hey, look at yeah. all this stuff we're presenting to you, the consumer, that you're going to have a chance to buy over this next year. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know if they've actually they're actually selling um, merchandise and stuff. I don't know if I could go buy a hard to find diamond select statue or fifty dollar PVC statue there. Well, from what I, I've, like, read and, like, heard in interviews with guys that are in comics and that talk about it, it's become less and less about comics. And you have Artist Alley, and it's not, like, you know, some guys don't even get looked at, you know what I mean? It's like the diehards right. that are going to see them. It's become less and less about the comics. It's why I even call it, like, Comic-Con. I'll just call it Pop Culture Con. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been down some artist alleys where it's like, hey, I, I I just drew these stick figures. You want to pay me 20 bucks for them? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I do not want to pay 20 bucks for your stick figures or for your your drawing of the Wonder Woman movie poster. It's like, okay, it takes talent to do what you did, but I'm not paying for that. I don't, I don't want that. And more power to you if you do. But, you know, like Ryan, our old host, had these metal pictures, like these special prints. Yeah. Like do something like that. Do something original. Give me a matte canvas painting of something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. That, I don't need a 8 by 10 of you know, the Wonder Woman, I, I keep saying the Wonder Woman movie, but I'm, you know, what, or, or, you know, of that famous picture of Luke Skywalker on the, from Return of the Jedi on the skiff, yeah. on top of the skiff where he's got the, you know, he, I, I don't, I don't need you taking a still from a movie and drawing me a picture of it. Yeah, draw me something original, which is yeah. guy, a lot of guys that do. But Actually, there, there's something I've been following on Instagram, and I'll send you the link to him. He was an artist on God of War, the, the latest game that come, came out. He's been doing like updated versions of Batman the Animated Series villains. And it's really, really cool. I've, I've, he's done 15 of them. And... Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link in the chat, but I can't remember the guy's name, and I don't want to go scrolling through Instagram right now while we're on the air. Yeah. But on the heels of San Diego Comic-Con getting canceled, it's also likely that Star Wars Celebration this year in Anaheim is probably going to be canceled too. They just haven't announced it yet because it's much later in the year from what I understand. Yeah, maybe they have their fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing that upsets me most about San Diego Comic-Con, it's always fun. It would be more fun if it's like, okay, 
we've revealed this stuff. Now, here, here it is the next day on the Internet. Cool. Um, one of the things that a lot of – do you have anything else to say about Comic-Con being canceled before a transition is something else? No, I just feel people are bad for the guy, the people that were looking forward to going. And... Yeah, I, I, I mean I do too. It's, it doesn't affect me in any way. It's like – oh, sorry. I, I, I over-talked on you. Go. No, it's okay. It's uh... – <laughs> I feel bad for them because they made a lot of plans in advance and spent a lot of money in advance because those, those tickets aren't cheap, especially if you're not lucky enough to get it before the scalpers. You know, um, I feel bad for the, the people that, you know, spend a lot of money. I'm sure they'll get reimbursed or yeah. something. But well, they won't get reimbursed the scalper prices, but... Yeah, yeah. Or, but or I mean, make their tickets good for next year and then just don't even sell tickets to next year. Yeah. Yeah, that's an incentive. Like everyone gets an exclusive something. Yeah, but I mean, something I always look forward to, and it's the same thing I do with Toy Fair. Is and Hot Toys wasn't at Toy Fair this year, so we didn't get a look at anything. But Hot Toys was going to have a presence at San Diego Comic Con, and we were going to get to see probably some more images of the Wonder Woman '84 stuff, maybe some Black Widow stuff that's coming out. But we're what we did get this week from Hot Toys was we got an and I don't think this came out on at Comic Con last year, but we an Endgame Captain Marvel. You know, I don't think they should. I don't think they showed that one. No, I think they just they just threw it up there this week. Yeah. Yes, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Like last night, about. I was in bed. I'm usually asleep when all that stuff drops from in Japan, you know. Yeah, yeah, because they're on the opposite time zone. um, Early morning for them, it's like I'm asleep. Thanks, guys. I mean, your thoughts on the figure? I mean, I do like the in-game costume better. It's mm-hmm. it's inverted colors from the other one, mm-hmm. so and then it has a little sash type deal. I didn't notice I didn't notice all this in the movie, um, maybe because there was just so much going on in the movie. Yeah, you didn't um, get a real good look at her, like in the movie. No, we didn't. Um, I we got a good look at her haircut though. I didn't. I, I not a, not a fan. I don't I don't yeah, think it's a very flattering haircut. Yeah, they're trying to be more accurate to what she looks like in a comic now, but you could tell it's just a, wig, a bad wig. You right. Know what I mean, like it's like I think maybe because Captain Marvel was being filmed after she did her footage for Endgame, and so she needed to have long hair. But I wish they would have just let her, you know. But you can't tell me they couldn't afford hair extensions for. Her? Yeah, I mean I don't know what the reason is. Maybe she was like, "You're not cutting my hair." Um. <clears throat> But uh, I. Uh, what are your thoughts on the figure? I, I think the face sculpt's better than the uh, than the uh, Captain Marvel one. Mm. I, I do agree with that. I, I it's sculpted hair. I, I'm I'm more of a fan of sculpted hair than I am of rooted because I think rooted looks too doll-like in many instances, and then you have to. Um, care for it a little differently 
Whereas you can pick up, you know, with sculpted hair, you take a feather duster to it and it's dusted. Yeah, um, I've had some hot toys with rooted hair, and I was lucky enough that the hair was pretty good. All I had, all I did to just straighten it out a little bit was you know, I put some water on my fingers and ran it through the hair, and it looked really good. And it didn't look too doll-like, but it looked really good. But yeah, sculpted hair. I mean, sometimes depending on how long the hair is, like like impede like articulation but the the sculpted hair looks better that's just my opinion i I mean yeah if you like the other way that's i think i think a lot of people prefer sculpted really right because it is is hard to make that that rooted hair look good you know there's some people that like i guess maybe they just have a lot of experience with doing stuff with dolls and hair that they can make it look good yeah, that's but, that's one thing about that hot toy, the hot well, six scale community. I don't understand is people who are like, I bought this two hundred and fifty dollar thing, and now I'm going to adjust it and change it, and, and I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are 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 you insane? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like you said, there's people that are into it, like build customs or they like the figure, but they don't like a certain aspect of the figure, so they change it or they try to improve on it. I mean, there's some, especially with the Batman, a lot of them will have wired capes and stuff. So there's companies that make switch out capes yeah. for the Hot Toys, so you can like, you know, if you want them in a dynamic pose and the cape to be like fluttering in the wind, you can do that. Um, or some guys will take part to improve the articulation so they can pose them in more dynamically and stuff. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand that. I'm not, I, 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 I'm not one of those people that's like, I, I, like, there's people that buy cars and then just start taking them apart just to put them back together. Um, I'm not one of those people. Um, but an interesting note I did find out on a topic we have always talked about and we always title it, leave the money on, leaving money on the table is we, we talk about Marvel's license you know, Hot Toys has the 12-inch license, and then you know you have statue license. You have a Marvel statue license, then you have the 12-inch license, and then you have, you know, that's how like Funko, why Funko has Disney bobbleheads, is because they can't get that three and three-quarter license because somebody else has that, and they consider Funko's three and three-quarter. WWE's license isn't based on size; it's based on articulation points. Interesting. So Mattel, I believe those Ultimate Edition figures have the same articulation points as a Hot Toys figure. That's why there's no license for it. Mm. Because Mattel has it. Oh yeah, they're that's their that's their bread and butter, so they're not gonna let that anyone just do go. Yeah. So I, I found that out and I thought that would be interesting because we've we've talked about that on the podcast before. Yeah. And well, it is what it is. But back to Captain Marvel. I I mean sorry, Rabbit Trail. I don't know what no, number that Rabbit Trail that is today, but it's kinda unfortunate because like that's they're gonna they're gonna have that locked up to where you're not gonna see a one six scale wrestling figures. But okay, back to licensed one six scale. You won't see yeah. a license. You'll see some third there's been some third parties out there. 
but that that's another issue with and and that goes back to the rooted hair versus sculpted hair is you know you got a lot of these long-haired wrestlers and they're you know well you third party uh, there's a third party uh captain marvel that looks exactly like the sideshow uh statue which is that costume they have a third party kit they call it yeah i i mean i just i don't know i don't need another captain i wasn't gonna buy the first two figures i'm definitely not gonna buy this one um i think the price point on it is like 260 and and the first two figures from her movie are i think the deluxe is 260 and the regular is 230 so i'm like i think it's sideshow i don't think that's hot toys is it Uh, i don't know six scale podcasts are saying or was it it might be shout out uh maybe justin's collection he's a big one six scale guy oh yeah um i think he even said that like sideshow or maybe with somebody on the skip engine but the sideshow marks them up significantly it's not right toys. it's sideshow well i mean it's a 260 price point on sideshow i wouldn't be surprised if it's like actually 230 but the other ones were 230 on Sideshow. Yeah. So, I mean, they're probably marked, like, Sideshow marks them up significantly. So. Mm. Yeah, I just think shipping costs from over there are getting a little more expensive with shutdowns and all that going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, But, I mean, I kind of wish we were getting... Like I really like I'm I'm saving money for the cap endgame figure and I hope that lasts a while. Um, I can't pre-order it. There's no way. I, I'm not gonna have that kind of money that kind of soon. Um, but something I will have to have money for pretty soon is that Mando hot toy that is now set for between August and October. So, but interesting enough, we've got some news on the Mandalorian. That Disney on May 5th, I believe, is set to start releasing an eight-part documentary series on the making of The Mandalorian. So we get eight weeks of Mandalorian this summer to hold us over till hopefully it comes out this October. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean... I sound like I'm excited, like I'd be excited for season two, but it's a nice little taste, you know, keep me, uh, keep me occupied waiting for season two, but I, I think I'll enjoy it. It'd probably be interesting. So I, I like watching the making of and stuff like that. Yeah. And they really like did some groundbreaking stuff with this show, like stuff that you think is outside. It's not really outside. None of it was filmed outside. Yeah, it's crazy. It was all so, filmed on sound stages, and I'm like, dude, this this could change. I mean, seriously, we had we just did a Batman fan cast episode, and you want to keep costs down on something? That's the way you do a Batman TV series right there. Uh, yeah, I, I think they definitely stumbled on something that's going to change the game. Yeah. And it, it looked it looked, I mean. Yeah. You're like, how did they make this for a million dollars an episode? And then you, you, you read about this, and I really want to see how this thing works. 
because there's got to be at least one episode on this this new soundstage type thing. And for oh, those sure. of you that don't understand what we're talking about is apparently this is just this sound LED screen. Like it's like I think it's like 10 feet tall, maybe maybe 15 or 20 feet tall. It's pretty huge. And it surrounds in, in like a in like a, a semicircle around the set and it projects onto the you know the set the the, the scenery on uh, around the actors and the actors are on an actual stage with actual props and rocks and, and you know a set and it's just I, I don't know how big the floor is it might be you know 20 feet by 20 feet 30, which is not relatively big at all if you think about it, that's the size of a WWE wrestling ring. But it, the, I, this, it's like you take, you basically get a warehouse, and then you set up this semicircle thing, and you project what you want on the screen, and it it looks real. And that's what they did with this show. And I'm, I, it blew me away when I was reading these articles and stuff. And it's 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 so neat. And just to see how Pedro Pascal performed over and over with that mask on every – like did he take the mask? Like is he one of those actors that left the mask on when he was in catering or did he take it off? You know? Well, it's not – it's some episodes isn't even him. I heard that, Wonder but Wonder I'm not sure about that. Yeah, but him – still he, Wonder Woman? Yeah, no, I actually read it. Like it, words from his mouth. Oh, okay. In an interview that, like, it was him and two stunt guys, and um, they all worked on the character's movements. So when he walked a certain way, they they would make sure that they could walk exactly like how he walks. Well, even, even, I mean, even if it's just a voice performance, it's still better than some of the stuff we've seen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, late, later Star Wars movies. And just thinking about that, talk, oh, well, we're not going down that road, Russ. I'm sorry. We're not. We're not. <laughs> that's not even a road. That's a highway. I was trying to transition into the next topic with Star uh, Wars cast. Well, um, go quick, stay with. Yeah. No. I just think that technology could like revolutionize the whole game to where like they don't just have to film in Hollywood anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, or, or the I mean, they don't have to go on location. Yeah. You know, that that that's like I don't know how much money that saved the Mandalorian. Um it'd be interesting like you know, you look at like some of the behind the scenes stuff for Endgame and that final battle scene, it wasn't on a very big stage. No. It was just I mean I don't know. I I I I just wanna see how this thing works. Because yeah, it's got me cool. intrigued, yeah. and, obvi- and obviously the story, the show's fantastic. It's probably one of the best shows I've seen. In Which is, probably makes Lucas really happy because he wants you to, to take steps forward and like re- like revolutionize technology and do things different, come up with new technology. And here, this show does that. Yeah. And then, which is something the sequel trilogy didn't even do right it just played it safe so i feel like lucas is probably very like happy like you know i mean he he probably thinks that it's not all is lost 
Well, yeah, I mean, I, I would venture to say, I think, and, and I, you've got to give, we've done this, we've praised this show to the, to as high as we can. But John Favreau and Dave Filoni had such a good stable of directors that came in there and all the shows, they felt like they had their own twists on them and they felt like they, they, they took their own liberties where they could, but they still felt like they were in the same you – were, you were watching the same show. You really were. Yeah. Well, I and, mean, I- Favreau is such a great director and storyteller, and then you have Filoni, who pretty much, like, trained at the feet of the master, you know, when it comes right. to all things Star Wars, so, I mean, I don't because know why they didn't pull him for other things. You have Filoni, who's basically an encyclopedia of Star Wars, and you have Favreau, who helped build the Marvel Universe, cinematic universe, with Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. Where, where are you going to go wrong here? Yeah, I mean, Filoni, the only person that knew Star Wars better than Filoni is Lucas. So why right. you didn't have him at all contribute to the sequel trilogy is beyond me. But we're going down the highway. But yeah, but no, I mean, but, you know, and that's and that's where Warner Brothers and, and the sequel trilogy, Warner Brothers has failed with DC and the sequel trilogy failed. Um Speaking of sequel trilogy, Oscar Isaac's in a new movie. I, that's the only transition I could have came up with. For well, that I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, they're pulling a lot of Marvel cast. They they have pulled a lot of Marvel care, uh, cast members into it, too. But then it, it's Villanueva, right? Who directed Blade Runner. Who, who directed Blade Runner. And, 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 and I think I can't remember what else he directed. It's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. He is directing the Dune. That's D-U-N-E. Dune reboot. And they released some pictures from it. Uh, We got to see Timothy Chalmay, who is apparently everybody's favorite actor, and I've never seen him in anything. Uh, Or, well, I did see him in Knives Out, but he was on his phone the whole time, so I don't really know what he can do. And it has Rebecca Ferguson, who was in the Mission Impossible movies, the latest few. It has Zendaya, Marvel alum. It has Josh Brolin, Thanos himself. It has Stellan Skarsgård, Papa Skarsgård, who's, you know, I guess trying to make as many movies as all of his kids because he's in a couple other things right now, but he is also a Marvel alum. Oscar Isaac is in it. Star Wars alum and apocalypse. He played apocalypse in a Marvel movie. One of the worst movies ever made. Um, Dave Batista is also in this. And he was in Blade Runner. Yes, he was. He was also in a little movie called uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I don't know if you saw that. No, I might have missed it. Okay. Um, in Stuber. He was in Stuber. Did you see that movie? No, I did not. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and 
it also stars the one, the only Jason Momoa. So, Carl, what were your thoughts on these stills that you saw? Um, they look really cool. I love the uh, costume design. It looks way better than the 80s Doom costumes. Right. Um, I guess maybe they're probably... He's probably going to lean more onto the actual books. Which, the Dune books are a little weird, but... Yeah. I mean, it's like deep sci-fi. Like, well, I did watch... I have seen the one from 84, I believe. Was it 84? Yeah. With Kyle MacLachlan and Sting and Patrick Stewart. I was like, I looked at the person who recommended it to me as like, I hate you right now. This was awful. I don't, I, I, I have no desire to ever see Sean Young in a movie again. Um, but I, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Zendaya is playing the same character she did. Oh, um, Zendaya will do a thousand times better. Yeah. Fortunately, I had seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective before I saw Dune, so I was like, why is Ray Finkel in this? Um, watch Ace Ventura and you'll figure it out. If you have not seen it, go watch it. You, I just spoiled the whole movie for you. <laughs> um, and then I tried to watch the sci-fi miniseries. I don't remember when that came Children out. Children of Dune. No, the actual movie, like, they did Dune. They did the adaptation of the book, and then they tried to make a series out of Children of Dune. This was before they they cut their teeth on Battlestar Galactica. So, um... So, yeah, I, I just... I couldn't get into it. I'm going to give this movie an opportunity. Um, I will go watch. It's all about the spice, not the Spice Girls, which would probably be a interesting movie, but um, not really. They did make a movie. They did make a movie. Space Earthworms. Yeah, I thought when I saw that. That's where Beetlejuice got it. Okay. Dune's such a weird movie. The original is so bad. <laughs> the original is awful. If you want to see... Uh, I don't even... I'm not even sure who's playing what character. I think Josh Brolin's playing the same character that Patrick Stewart played. Um, I don't know. I'll give it a chance. Uh, I mean, the cast, I mean, I'm sort of familiar with the story. I'm not a big fan of it. It might be really good. I never read the book. But um, I'll give it a chance. I like the director. I know visually it's going to probably visually be beautiful because Blade Runner was. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll give it a shot. It's, I, a, it's, it's, it's stacked star-wise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – but we have seen movies – this stacked Star Wars tank hard at the yeah, box office. That's true. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure if we get a you know 
this thing clocks in at over three hours if it does too well. Um, I'm going to see it um, because I I can look at Rebecca Ferguson for three hours. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. And actually, that's funny. It's not the first time her and Zendaya have been in a movie together. They were in The Greatest Showman together. Hmm. So. Fun fact. Fun fact. I, I think I've seen everybody in a movie, in multiple movies, except this Timothy Chalmay kid. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what he's. Hey, he's got probably. some Netflix series on there or some Boy King or something. I don't know. He'll probably do better than what's his face. Ezra Miller? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> playing the character from... Kyle MacLachlan? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Ezra Miller's too busy choking out people in Iceland. Boom! Oh, God. Oh, going, you went there, huh? <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else on you that you're not probably going to... You're really going to have some strong opinions on. Um, this week also confirmed Sam Raimi will be directing the second Doctor Strange movie, which has been pushed back to November of 2021. Mm. Carl, Sam Raimi is probably one of two people who you can point to this responsible and, and, and lay at their feet this surge in comic book movies because Sam Raimi and Brian Singer put out X-Men in 2000 and then... Spider-Man in 2002. You're a Spider-Man fan. You have very strong opinions about those first three Spider-Man movies, so I'm going to let you discuss your thoughts on Sam Raimi directing Doctor Strange 2. Mm. I don't have much to... I don't know if I have much to say about it. Honestly, I think Doctor Strange is a better fit for Sam Raimi than Spider-Man. Okay. That. And uh, I mean, I don't think I don't think one. I can't. I don't really blame Raimi, at least for Spider-Man Three. Um, that was all ABI Rod. Um, <laughs> who's a nut? Um, I mean, there's certain things about. I just there's no those that. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I've been I waited for that movie my entire life, and when I sat in the theater, there was just like this itch in the back of my brain that was like, "No, dude, this isn't right." I mean, with never never felt like the Spider-Man that's in the comics. Like, I, he does a lot of weird, kooky stuff. For Doctor Strange, I think he'd actually be good at Doctor Strange. Okay, my my question with this is, where are we gonna see Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell in this movie? Because, you know, Sam Raimi puts them in everything. Yeah, <laughs> are, are we, we going to see Bruce Campbell as a, uh, a alternate universe Doctor Strange coming in here? Yeah, that'd be funny. Uh, yeah, you know they'll probably pop up somewhere. Although I did see a funny meme about this movie that I thought was pretty funny. It showed um, – it was – it was six pictures and the top picture top left picture was uh, Elizabeth Olsen and it was Wanda and Pietro from Age of Ultron mm-hmm. and then the second picture like on the right was Quicksilver dead and then the next picture was 
Wanda and Vision from one of the, uh, I think, uh, Infinity War. And then the second picture was grayed out Vision from the end of Infinity War. And then the bottom picture was her and Strange with Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And then the, the last picture was this picture of Benedict Cumberbatch with just wide eyes like, what the? Because <laughs> everybody that teams up with her dies. That's, oh, yeah, get, that's what I'm getting at. And he's got this like shocked look on his face like, oh, no, not me. <laughs> no, that'd be strange. And I'm going to be honest. Outside of the Spider-Man movies and Army of Darkness, I haven't watched much Sam Raimi movies. I did not like Darkman. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Evil Deads. And I don't, I'm not a fan of horror movies in general. Yeah. So, but I mean, if they're going for a horror element to it, I think he's perfect. Right. Um, he does a lot of one-trick stuff. Like, there, there's certain shots and certain things in his movies that you see, like, even in the Spider-Man movies. But I think he's creative enough. Uh, I'm willing to give him a shot. I don't dislike him. I just dislike the Spider-Man movies. Like, you said he was a big fan, but I feel like he's... He only saw, he only watched the the '60s cartoon as a kid. Didn't actually read the comics. Right. You know what I mean? But I, oh, that could have been an EVA rock. I I will be interested to see how he works with um, Feige. Mm-hmm. And I'll be interested to see. Scott Derrickson believes he's the man for the job, so we'll we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'll be interested to see it. Uh, but from one mystic Marvel to DC's, I guess, mystical team. It was announced also this week that justice league dark is getting a pie, I guess a pilot order. I'm not sure if it's going all the series or you're going to do it all the series, but it will be on HBO max and it will be produced. I don't know if it's going to be directed, but produced by one JJ Abrams um, now trying to get his hands on a DC property for a while. Right. There's also rumors that he's rebooting Superman and Green Lantern. So that whole oh JJ's not going over there to do superheroes. Yeah. Okay. But um, I I think this was announced by like something by Variety. So. He's also doing a prequel to The Shining and another original series for HBO Max. Justice League Dark, I, I did tweet out after I saw the announcement, was, man, this would be really great if there was, you know, a universe building up to this or this built added to a already built-up universe. But it does not look like it will. Now, many of you probably know of Grace Randolph who does Beyond the Trailer I believe is her YouTube channel um, she's blonde she's slightly knowledgeable she she was very on point with a lot of the backlash against The Last Jedi when she commented on that and you know her commentary on a lot of stuff is different um, she can get slightly annoying in her videos but you know she does have decent content so and she did not pay me to plug this stuff. So that's about all I'm going to say about it. <laughs> but 
she has heard rumors and she does know people in the industry. So you take this for what it will. The, the cast will be not, not actors, but characters. We will see Constantine. The main team will consist of John Constantine, Zatanna, Deadman, Etrick and the Demon, and Swamp Thing. Now, we will not see, I believe his name is Matt Ryan, who has been playing Constantine on the NBC series and in the Arrowverse. He will not be Constantine. Oh, I actually really liked him. He was fine. It, it was what it was. He's over it. Uh, don't say that in 2020. Keanu can do no wrong. Um, That's true. And Swamp Thing will have zero ties to the DC Universe show. Which I think those shows are about to be axed, to be honest with you. I think right. they've kind of, those are Jeff Johns. This is just me talking here. I think Jeff Johns has fallen out of grace with DC and every, every single one of his projects is going to be have the kibosh put on it. Sorry, Greg Berlanti, but you you hitched your wagon to Jeff Johns and I don't think it's going to work out for you. So um, when they are talking about making a Justice League Dark movie, they were going to get um, Guillermo. Well, I was going to say Constantine. Wow. They were trying to get Ewan McGregor to play Constantine, which I actually really like. Yeah, and I think that ship sailed when Ewan McGregor signed up for Birds of Prey. Because I don't think I don't think that movie did what it what. I think there's a way. There is a way to keep to. And I don't know how to say this. And and I'm trying to. There is a way to, in a way, reboot the DC universe, cinematic universe or whatever they're calling it and keep Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa in their roles and possibly Zachary Levi. Cause I haven't heard much on Shazam, but I don't, I'm not sure how that did at the box office either. Well, I mean, to me, like Zachary and Gal were probably the writer, the, the bright light at the end of the tunnel with that, that cast I mean, I enjoyed I, I enjoyed Shazam. I didn't think it was the best movie I've ever seen, but it was enjoyable, it was entertaining, it did what it had to do. And uh, uh, I actually liked him as Shazam. And, well, Gal Gadot. I mean, she's Gal Gadot. I mean, it made it, it, it had a hundred million dollar budget. Shazam did, and it worldwide grossed three sixty five. I think it broke even. Um, I. I haven't heard any updates on the Black Adam movie lately from Dwayne. Um, but I just... I don't... I'm not excited for this. I'm, I'm probably going to get an HBO Max subscription. Um, oh, I... I going to get the subscription if it's going to come out on HBO. I, I know you. Yeah. You're dip your toe in. You know you're you're going to be too. You're going to be you're curious. You're going to dip your toe. So I know you're going to want to. If it sucks, you're going to want to be able to. Well, there's other stuff on there that I'd watch. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, um, West Westworld will be on there. Uh, Game of. I mean, I, I'm not going to rewatch Game of Thrones, but 
there's other stuff on like all the HBO shows like The Outsider, Watchmen, all that stuff's going to be on there that I haven't been able to watch. So Watchmen, yeah. Watchmen is awesome. I like Watchmen a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to dip my toe in it and my wife's like, "Oh, that's where Friends is going to be." Okay, I can binge watch Friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But I, I know, but I, I mean for And Big Bang like, Theory I think is going to be on it too. I I'm believe. As much as you're not excited, I know you're going to dip your toe in because I know you want to. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not excited for Justice League Dark at all. Well, that's what I mean, but I know you're still going to want right. to dip oh, your yeah, toe Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you're going to, I know, you're going to want, because you're, you're curious, you, you know what I mean? Hey, I, I, I watched two episodes of Doom Patrol. That, that show is garbage. Titans, I sat through. I, I almost made it through the second second season. I think I have three episodes left. I might try to stomach that, but that show is absolute garbage. I've watched every season of Arrow outside of the first maybe three. Garbage. I watch a lot of trash from DC. So, yeah. I, and I watch it in hopes that I'll get something as good as Wonder Woman. And look, I, I'm going to go back and watch Aquaman. I don't think Aquaman was as bad as I initially thought. I've never seen it. Um, and I apologize to people who are fans of him. I apologize to him. Jason Momoa, I don't think he's that great. Like, I, there's something about him I just, I, I can't. No offense to the guy, but it's just... <laughs> I don't know if it's Hollywood trying try to, to shove him down my throat. <laughs> I, I saw him. I mean, I'm trying to think. There was something I saw him in recently that he was fun in, but I can't remember. The The Rocket Mortgage, mortgage commercial is pretty funny. Um, I think he's probably an awesome dude. Yeah. In real life. I don't have a problem with him as a person. It's just him as an actor. Like, and it's kind of like I equate him to uh, who's the dude from that played? He was in uh, Suicide. He played Boomerang. Jai Courtney. He's another one I can't stand, and it's not him. It's not his fault. But he's another oh. one that they try to cram down your throat. Be like, this is a star. This is a new star. He's a hot new thing. This is what you should like. And it's just like, no, nah, dude, I can't. Uh. Well, I mean, that, that could lead into a whole other conversation that we could have about that there's not really any we, – we've talked about it before that there's not really any matinee icons anymore. You know what I mean? Like people would go to see a Humphrey Bogart movie for Humphrey Bogart. Um, you know, people went to see Tom Cruise movies because Tom Cruise – yeah, the 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 star actor doesn't sell the movie anymore. I would honestly say I think the only one, the only actor that sells a, that can sell a movie now, is Dwayne Johnson, is The Rock. I guess I see it. I don't know if I go see these last few Fast and Furious movies at the movie theater if he's not in them. But he that's definitely who went and saw Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw was fantastic. I thought. I mean, I don't know if these Jumanji movies d- 
do the business they do if he's not selling them, you know? I don't know if I have an interest in Jungle Cruise if he's not in it. Yeah, I, I, I see that. He does have star power. He's like one of the... We were talking about that, like, that void that doesn't really exist anymore. He's yeah. the one that does. He can sell right. a movie on his name. Which, right, like you said, right now, like, that's far, few and far between. Anymore. I mean, everybody thought Robert Downey Jr. would be able to sell a movie based on his name. Nope. Sorry. Doolittle tanked. That's because... Well, you used to go see. I mean, let's even look at Will Smith. You used to go see movies for Will Smith. Yeah. Independence Day, Men in Black. Uh, I think people even went to see Wild Wild West because Will Smith was in it. But he doesn't sell like he used to anymore. Um, Yeah. I I think I. I, You know what I think it is too. It's not uh, a single star that sells the movie. Now I think it's also the ensemble. The ensemble. Right. I think it's like the cast. Well, I, I I I think we're in the age of of movie properties selling the movies. The characters, which yeah, part, it should. I mean, the thing with Robert Downey Jr. is we don't want to see him as Doctor Doolittle. We love mm-hmm. him as Iron Man. Just play Iron Man, bro. Like, I mean, I think he's a good actor. I mean, obviously. You've seen him like I have since the 80s. Right. You know what I mean? But a lot of people, he's Iron Man, especially like the kids that grew up when the movie came out. Like, he's well, Iron Man. Well, yeah, I mean, it came out in 2008. My son was born in 2009. He only knows Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah, I think that's... that's. You know, and, and, and it sucks for them as actors. I, I think that's a big reason why Matt Damon hasn't done a superhero movie. Brad Pitt really hasn't done a superhero movie. No, well, yeah, it's what happened to Christopher Reeves. He had typecast. He couldn't, he couldn't get big roles after Superman. He was so big on Superman. Yeah, I think, I think the one actor you can look at that's had success outside of his superhero role is Hugh Jackman. And yeah. he's worked very hard to have that success outside. And yeah. I think I think it's because he's taken such a different path. You know? Greatest Showman, not a superhero movie. It's very far from it. Kate and Leopold is very far from a superhero movie. Swordfish, those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. He's done a ton of other stuff. But those movies are so far removed from superhero movies that I don't... You know, it's... Like, Chris He's Evans... Diverse. Like To me, Chris yeah. Evans... Like, I watched Knives Out, and I'm like, dude, that's Captain America. All I hear is Captain America. And that sucks for Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. I, well, um, he's a much better actor than... I mean, I know he's great as Captain America. I think he's a really great actor. He's better than I think people probably give him credit for. Right. Because he, he was an Iceman. I didn't even know it was him. Like, he, like, he was like, I thought, you know what I mean? I thought it was like some new actor I never heard of. Right. I mean, Snowpiercer was great. Like, 
I really like Chris Evans. I think he's yeah. got some chops that, like, unfortunately, people are going to see Captain America. Well, I, I just, I mean, I'm not going to talk about Knives Out anymore. But, um, but like Chris Pratt, you look at Chris Pratt, he he was very successful, and he, I, I think he actually won an award for Parks and Recreation. And, but I don't think his success is translated movie-wise. But I'm not sure what much he has done outside that movie he did with Jennifer Lawrence. The Jurassic movies. Oh, the Jurassic. Yeah, he did the Jurassic World movies, which have been successful. I mean, they are making a third one, and he does get to hang out with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, Um. But, I mean, Chris Hemsworth hasn't been that successful outside of Thor. Um, no, not really. Not really. Was he really been in either? Well, he's been in a couple movies. He was in oh, a movie. Yeah, he was in a movie with Tom Holland before Tom Holland was cast as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. That, that. Master, I know it was not Master and Commander. That was Russell Crowe. It's he's at sea. It's based on Moby Dick or something like that. Um, yeah, um, driven. Uh, uh, what was the one he just recently did about, uh, with John Hamm? Oh, it's gonna bug me. It's gonna it's gonna bug me till I find out what it is. Uh, I'm 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 gonna watch his movie that's coming on. Uh, what's that? Netflix. The extract. Oh, he was in Jane Silent Pop reboot? Ooh, I'm sorry. Cameo, very small cameo. Men in Black International tanked at the box office. Oh yeah. And that Bad Times with Edward Arroyo. Yeah. And that was him and the girl for Ragnarok, which you think like as good as yeah, Ragnarok. Did. Which I like to I like her. I do too. I like her in Westworld. Yeah. She's in Westworld. She's very good in that. She's sexy as well. Just saying. Anyway. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you look at her career outside of, of... I mean, she established herself... Like, I'm looking at a lot of these other movies that she's done and she has a career outside of Marvel she's been in very you know she was in Creed she she voiced an episode of Bojack Horseman look at that (laughs) um she's a talented actress yeah and I'm not saying these guys aren't talented actors and actresses like Scarlett Johansson's fine because she established herself before Marvel. Um, That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Benedict Cumberbatch has established himself very far outside of Marvel with his, his choices. And it's just, I, I feel bad for Robert Jr. That he's probably not going to ever live down Tony Stark. But I, Fans want him back so much. Marvel will back the money truck up to him. He's not hurting. 
You know what I mean? I, I think maybe he just he needs to find. See, I liked him in Sherlock Holmes as Sherlock Holmes. Well, yeah, um, and those movies did well. But how many Guy Ritchie movies do you need to see? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I usually find Robert Downey Jr. Um, enjoyable in everything he's in. He just needs to find something. And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying Robert Downey Jr. didn't have a career before. Well, he didn't for a little while. Well, he didn't. He was untouchable, and Favreau took a I mean, I think that's why a lot of these actors are, are – some of them are very hesitant to do a Marvel movie. Um, like, let's be honest. We knew – like, comic book fans knew who Chris Evans was because of Fantastic Four and not another teen movie, I believe it was. Those were the yeah. only two things anybody knew him from. And he became a star because of Marvel movies. Chris Hemsworth became a star because of Marvel movies. Robert Downey Jr. got a career resurgence because of Marvel movies, and it's been very hard for them to break out of those roles because they have done such a good job with them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt and Joey Saldana will be fine. Because they're not defined by those Marvel roles. It's not, uh, I mean, Chris Pratt's spending, spending Kennedy and Schwarzenegger money now, so, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Kennedy, sort of, yeah. Well, he's, his father in law is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. He'd be married up. Um, but I, I think Chris Pratt's very good at saying, this is my wheelhouse. This is what I'm going to do. And if you watch the Jurassic World movies, his character's not that different. It's a little darker. He's a little darker than Star Lord, but it's basically the same character. You know, what? I, I I'm gonna I, I think this is a compliment. Um, there's only a few actors that I can say this about. Um, he falls in for me. Chris Pratt falls in line with Paul Rudd and yeah. Jason Bateman. Yeah. I like anything I see them in. Like mm-hmm. they're likable. Like you're gonna like them. And to me, that's a, I think a compliment for Chris Pratt. Like he's kind of like Paul Rudd for me. Like right. Oh, Chris Pratt's in it. Oh, this is all right. This will be enjoyable. Like I mean, oh, it's one of the and, best things about Parks and Rec. <laughs> and for Paul Rudd, it's it's like oh, you look at him and you're like oh, he's not gonna be defined by this role of Ant-Man, of Scott Lang, it's like, oh, I'm glad he got to do this. You know, it is, I, I, I guess the same, I don't know about Jer- Jeremy Renner now, but um, when he was first Hawkeye, you're like, oh, I'm glad Jeremy Renner got to do this. Jeremy Renner's deserved a, a shot like this. You know, Paul He's Rudd. Fantastic yeah. Fantastic. And, and Paul Rudd, it's like, you know, somebody just told me Paul Rudd was in his just turned 50 and i'm like liar no he's not he looks like the same age as me man like he doesn't age i know and if if you look at um i forget the movie now he plays the stepbrother um clueless clueless he doesn't he hasn't aged much well he hasn't aged when he was on friends yeah like a lot of people forget he was almost he was basically the seventh cast member for that show yeah, for about Patrick. almost a season. Look at Patrick Stewart. 
mean, Patrick Stewart's timeless. Yeah, I mean, the same thing. But I, I mean, would you, like, would you believe if I told you Dave Batista's over 50? <laughs> for some reason, I mean, I could believe it if they, but I, I think he looks good for his age. I don't think he looks over 50. But, you I'd know. Say 40s. <laughs> I think wrestling wore, wore him out a little bit, but. I like Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista's like, I'm looking like, forward to My Spy when that finally comes out. That should be something they do video on demand. I'd, I'd buy that in a heartbeat. That movie looks hysterical. I, I haven't seen any previous work. I'll check it, it out. He's a, he's a, he's a, I think he, uh, Ken Jeong is in it. Um, I forget. It's basically Dave Bautista and his partner who's played by, oh, what is her name? Oh, she's on. She used to be on the Daily Show. Um, um, Kristen Schaal. Um, they're like CIA agents or FBI agents. CIA and they're and this nine-year-old girl stumbles upon their their safe house and he trains her how to he quote unquote trains her how to be a spy. And it's just, you know. Is it like comedy or is it serious? Oh, it's a comedy. Uh, okay. There's a scene where he's like, you have to tell me, I can tell when you're telling a lie um, because you, your eyes flutter. And she goes, oh, okay. He's like, tell me a lie. She's like, JJ, your tattoos are so cool. And then she just starts blinking. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I do kind of want to see the movie, He was the Stuber movie. I know I made a joke about it earlier. But I, oh, I, uh, I God, it's going to be in Eternals, is it? Yeah, Kum- Kumail, I Nanjami. can't pronounce his name, Nanjami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, the Big Sick was a great movie. I like him as an actor. I like that guy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that that was a nice little rabbit hole we went down right there. Um, you know, <laughs> we took a random but no I, I mean and and you look at dc and you don't have really these actors like gal gadot i mean be honest. can we be honest i saw her in the fast and furious movies i was like oh she's playing wonder woman okay she's not that great of an actress she's yeah. phenomenal to look at i do i do want to see the movie she did with she's john Hammond and zach galifianakis She's gotten a lot better. She's gotten I, a lot better. Yes, I do, but I do want to see that movie with. I think it's called Keeping Up with the Joneses. I've heard of it. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, Isla Fisher's in it too. John Hamm's a pretty funny guy. He Isn't is. Game night was it? Game night. Mm, was he? No. I did see that movie. That movie was funny. And the neighbors wind up being CIA agents. That's about. that's Keeping Up with the Joneses. Oh yes, I did see that. Yeah, I was talking. I was just talking about that movie. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. I, I, I did see that. It's actually pretty good. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I, I need to find it, but, but like Henry Cavill hasn't been pigeonholed as Superman. You know, I thought he did really crazy. Right, which is crazy. He didn't get pigeonholed as Superman, because you know he's the character jumping off the page. 
but he's he's gone so far different with playing the villain in Mission Impossible. Because there are some actors who are like, oh no, I'm not going to play the villain in this movie because it's going to make me look bad. Yeah. Like, like I'll, I'll be honest with you, John Cena had a when when he would do a movie while he was still full time wrestling, they wouldn't let him play a villain in a movie. Because they were like, you're going to cost yourself money if you do that. Mm. Um, but now he's going to be in the new Fast and the Furious movie as Vin Diesel's brother. And I'm like, oh, that's believable. <laughs> uh, nothing like. It'd probably be like a half-brother or something. I, I, I honestly would feel ba- really bad for Vin Diesel if he goes into that movie and gets out-acted by John Cena. Because it'll be the second time he's been outacted by a professional wrestler. <laughs> and I'll be uh, just like, you know what, Vin Diesel? Don't do a movie with Dave Bautista because you'll just make yourself look stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, and then The Witcher. Henry Cavill was fantastic in The Witcher. I don't care what anybody says. I will pound the table on that one. Um... You're not saying anything different than anyone else has said. I, I, I still get to watch that. I just, I'm not into that type of stuff. Like, I'm dude, don't watch, don't watch it for that type of stuff. Watch it for the st- the fights, mm. because the fights I saw in that movie were the fights I want to see in Star Wars. And watch it for Cavill. Yeah, well, I got plenty of time, so I should probably just check it out. Yeah, I mean, you know. I but he was a talented actor before. He was super. Was he? I mean, he? Yeah, he was on the he was on the tutors. On the yeah, he was on the tutors. But he did that movie Immortals, which was garbage. Oh yeah. And that was basically it. No, he, he did he did a movie where he didn't know his parents were spies and people were chasing him, trying to kill him. Yeah, and that movie with Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis was. In, I saw that movie because so I watched that movie. Um, I watched that movie after uh, before when he got cast as Superman. Uh, it was called The Cold Light of Day, and it was trash. Really? Yeah. I just think he's a better. Uh, I, mean, I think he's a talented actor. He is. He is. He is very good, and I like him. I did not see The Man from Uncle. I will admit to that, and I do kind of want to see this movie from 2018, Night Hunter, that he did, with uh, Ben Kingsley, Stanley Tucci, Minka Kelly, Nathan Fillion, and uh, Miss Alexandra Daddario. Uh, That looks like a, yeah, I kind of want to see that movie, it's but um that's a hell of a cast that's for sure and then you know the witcher i i i thoroughly enjoyed him as the witcher and apparently henry cavill plays warhammer 2020 or whatever that thing is oh yeah he admits that he's a, he's a kind of a nerd like a dork yeah cuz he said he was playing world of warcraft when he got the call that he got this part of superman i mean him and Joe Manganiello are perfect for each other. Manganiello runs D&D campaigns. 
<laughs> Joe Manganiello is also a wrestling fan. I believe it. Uh, I, I really would have liked to get to have gotten to see him as Deathstroke. Oh yeah, I would. I he's he was Flash Thompson. Remember that? Uh, he and he looks light years different. Like, oh, yeah. Jimmy, like he's like unrecognizable now compared to like when he was Flash Thompson. Oh yeah. I mean, I, but I think we need to wrap this up. We've been, we're, we're pushing two hours on this. Uh, and it's just us just shooting the talking. And I didn't think we'd have this much content, but Hey, rabbit trails, rabbit trails galore. I think I just found her. Give give the listeners something to think about, you know, think about it. I think I just found her episode title, rabbit trails. Rabbit trails. Yeah. Rabbit trails in the age of coronavirus. But we thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate you sticking with us through this, this episode. Hopefully it gives you some time to just forget about what's going on in the world. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons pod. Find us on your favorite podcast app. Give us a rating review, subscribe, Fantastic. Thank you. We are on all of the major ones. Excuse me. I am hiccuping because I've drank too much water. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Find us on your favorite. You can find us on anchor.fm too. We've got some more shows lined up for you. we got a fantastic episode with, I think we might have almost an hour of bonus content to go with the next episode as well. Um, I'm going to check with the guests and see if they're okay with some of that coming out. But we had a great conversation on Transformers, and you guys are going to love that one. That one was fun. Um, And on that note, Carl, take us home. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the content. Give you something to think about or just something to listen to while you're at home quarantining washing your hands wearing your masks and your gloves when you go out you can find me at Echo Storkton on Instagram you can find the podcast at Nerdcross Pod on Instagram you can find me and my friend's toy photography page and our classic addicts on Instagram uh and so, without further ado, keep your detoffs dust-free, your fingers posed dynamically, and your comments back and forth. Until next time, take a rabbit trail. Never know where you wind up. <laughs>